Alright guys, welcome to Culture Dumps. This is Parks Miller here. Uh, I'm doing a little side of my own with my good friend, Max. Hey, Max. Hello, everybody. And Parks, how are you today, man? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, so I'm flipping the script. Obviously, Ryan uh, spearheads a lot of these, but I felt like I needed to pull my weight around in the house, you know, do some cooking every once in a while. So I'm bringing my friend Max on as a guest. Uh, very excited uh, about this particular dump. Uh, it is another sports dump. Um, so we just recently did uh, Kobayashi, the uh, hot dog eater. Oh, which, yeah, um, yeah, yeah no. which for us is sports. Okay, no, I mean it's a for me it's a sport. It's I competitive mean, eating, so I'm it from counts the Midwest, as a sport. dude. I yeah. Mean. So now we're gonna do something that's like a little closer to a real sport. Um, I mean it is, but it has this, of course, this element. And uh, what we're talking about is the XFL. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the XFL. Now, the XFL, for those who don't know, is a perfect dump. So let me give a little bit of a summary of it. The XFL is a professional football league created by the legendary wrestling mogul Vince McMahon and longtime NBC executive Dick Ebersol, who in television world is a legend in his own right. Now, the XFL was promoted as a more extreme alternative to the NFL. And by doing so, the aim of the XFL was to compete with the most profitable American sporting league of whatever, just forever. The NFL is yes. so huge, yes. you know. Um, now, it, the idea is it was a combination of football and professional wrestling. So there's like this playing, obviously, of the game, but sort of including these characters and these stories and some of the really sensationalism of wrestling. And it promised to be like a more exciting game of football, uh, at the same time accusing the NFL of becoming too restrictive and too boring. It was trying to bring back this... Uh, Smash Mouth Football, which uh, we also talked about on our Smash Mouth episode. <laughs> yeah, great episode. Yeah. Great episode. So the combination of Dick Ebersol's like huge network TV credibility and McMahon's penchant for like outrageous entertainment gave this concept like a legitimate promise to be successful. Uh, however, a series of on-screen controversies and blunders and backstage blunders uh, resulted in the XFL being one of the biggest failures in television history. Now, the dump of it all is we have football, which is one of the most recognized and beloved institutions in America. And when you sort of try to go up against that or shake, you know, mess with it in any way, this is a huge gamble. I mean, like, football is so fucking American, you know? And to sort of mess with it, it's just crazy. Um, the XFL only lasted one season upon its initial inception, which makes it, like, perfect dump length for us because it really hit the mainstream. And it in lasted, and out. In and yeah, out. in and out. Yeah. Um, however, the XFL did disrupt the football industry enough to leave a lasting impression in some pretty surprising ways. And now, in true Culture Dumps fashion, the XFL is making a return. Uh, so yeah. now we do want to say this is another dump that we based on this ESPN 30 for 30 uh, series. And we're finding that this is a good sort of way for us to kind of get into sports because sports is a huge thing that Ryan and I don't know a ton about. But there is all this 
as we're researching, we're finding all these like funny, like culture dump mm-hmm. moments because sports is such a huge part of Yeah, culture. there's a lot of comical yeah. things that happen within the sports realm. Right. Sure. And so yeah. Max, uh, he's kind of my sports authority. So I that's, you know, I you know, I know he he just knows a bit more about sports than I do. So that's kind of where I'm gonna have him come in because there's just certain things that I'm just like maybe don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to like sports ball level of cliches. I appreciate sports as like this, you know, pillar of human achievement. But when it yeah, comes to some yeah, of the technical yeah. technicalities of it. The rules and regulations yeah. and uh you know, some of the things the XFL uh, may not have liked about that aspect of the NFL. Right, because it's on one hand, there's this sort of this dump thing that I can really attach to. But on the other hand, it's sort of trying to create like this alternative football. Yeah. And so there again, it goes back to this like institution of football and sort of the NFL. And we can kind of get into that. And I have a couple facts because. Sometimes I, I like and a tradition Ryan has done is sometimes explaining things, mm-hmm. even if you assume you might know it. But a couple facts here, just going back to just football, the NFL, the <laughs> yeah. National Football League. So mm-hmm. and I mean, this is stuff to me I didn't even know. I was like, you know, you you know that acronym so well. But I was yeah. like, I don't really even know that much about the NFL. The actual um, league itself. Right. Know, yeah. So it was founded since 1920. Um, and it's been like the standard of professional football in the USA um, in 2020. And this is COVID mm-hmm. still the 32 NFL teams generated a combined total of $12.2 billion. Yeah. A lot of money. So even in like COVID times, it's still crushing yes. um, of the top 30 most watched American produced TV broadcasts in the U S the Super Bowl is 28 of the top most watched broadcasts. Yeah. So the Super Bowl, not only do you have just the NFL, you have the Super Bowl, which is this huge, huge thing. Yeah, ridiculous money maker. Huge um, money maker. Just, just a cultural the thing. Production around it. I mean, everything about right. it. Right now, you know, you that's what you do in you know when it's on. You have a Super Bowl party with your friends. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's even if thing. you may not be into football, it's exactly just a reason to get together with people. So. so me, who's someone who hasn't followed sports a lot, I've still managed to go to quite a few Super Bowl yeah. parties because that's a thing. And then, of course, the halftime show. I mean, yeah. some of those halftime shows like the commercials, Prince, the commercial, it's right. all grown into a big, you know, the commercials, a lot of companies throw yeah. a lot of money at, you know, the Super Bowl commercials. So. Yeah, I mean, you a company can spend a million dollars or more just, just on the air on a thirty second, just on the airtime. Yeah, that's just securing the airtime and then whatever <laughs> yeah, production then the production value you're putting yeah. into it. And then of course, um, Ryan did an amazing uh, dump on Janet Jackson's uh, nipple mm. Nipplegate. That was classic. And I mean, so again, it's Super Bowl. So like the stakes are just so 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 high. I remember, I think I was like maybe ten when that happened, and family was just traumatized really oh yeah <laughs> i mean i it was it was bad <laughs> i had I, I mean i'm like what's going on I, it's just justin timberlake and janet jackson right uh that's a really I, it was so fast i didn't catch it maybe you yeah know, and you, you know, know just didn't have that uh tivo yet yeah i didn't I have know, the, didn't, rewind. i mean this was pre-dvr yeah. right right yeah um also you know you had mia uh in 2012 she flicked off a camera and i think the uh the uh, NFL tried to sue her for a million dollars for That's that. That's it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would have thought way more. I will say I did happen to be at watching the uh, Prince halftime performance, which, 
it started raining while he was performing Purple Rain. Yeah. Um, pretty legendary. I love that performance. He also he also did a huge phallic like silhouette with his guitar where it looked like he had a huge boner. That <laughs> that seemed to like get past the censors or whatever. Well, that one was debatable whether it was intentional or True. just a trick of the light. Also, the rain thing, tinfoil hat on, little too good to be true. Too good to be true. I've seen oh, you think it was many digital? documentaries of the government being able to create clouds mm. and rain. So, Well, it's funny you say that because that was actually, if you deep dive on Prince, he actually really believed that the government could do that. And he believed that chemtrails were affecting us in the most conspiratorial way. Well, I don't so, know about chemtrails, but I know. Well, maybe he knew a little too much. <laughs> no. I don't know what. Or maybe it was just a beautiful moment in um, music history it's and true. Super Bowl halftime history right. that it just happened to rain during Purple Rain. Exactly. Also, R.I.P. Prince. R.I.P. Prince. R.I.P. Prince. Um, also, to, to tease a potential uh, new dump we're doing. Uh, the Michael Jackson early 90s halftime show w is also one of the craziest halftime shows. Yeah, we're going after Michael Jackson. It, it had to happen, but uh, he does this crazy halftime show, I think in like 92 or 3, where he hired like multiple doubles of him. So he would kind of disappear from the stage and oh, then he would appear yeah. on one end I've of seen the stadium clips of it obviously I, yeah. I was i was born in 92 so i yeah i only i wouldn't have remembered seeing it's it basically live, like but. he's like magic it's like he's everywhere yeah, within he's seconds the man in the mirror yeah. he's popping <laughs> everywhere. um that being said again we just listed off so many we're, we're, I'm just trying to establish if you didn't already I mean, yeah, know you could go in, the I mean, NFL. You can talk about the, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, yeah, you could talk about, and I'm sure there's so many things even within just the NFL yeah. that are just wild and bizarre. Yeah. Now, I do want to bring up a couple attempts at sort of competition that I found uh, some some funny stuff here. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the NFL for intense purposes is kind of like a monopoly. Uh, you know, Yeah. I mean, besides, football. I guess the only argument would be the Canadian Football League would be like their, I mean, that it's not right. a monopoly. But, but I it, guess it's the National Football League. Of so the that's, United it's States, a monopoly right. within the United States. True, yeah. true. Now you had in, I guess, like the 60s, the American Football League. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, eventually just merged with the NFL. Uh, you had something called the World Football League that only lasted for two seasons in 74 and 75. Again, failed. Uh, now I found this funny one in the 80s called the United States Football League. Are you familiar with this? I'm I'm actually not. So, this league <laughs> So this league was doing all right because so I mean NFL like is in the fall, right? Yeah. And, you know, concludes Super Bowl is usually late January. So the USFL was doing like a spring football league and it was actually oh, okay. starting to gain some traction. Yeah. Uh but then Donald Trump, oh, he, he owned the New Jersey Generals, and he got this little ball rolling. He convinced owners in 1986 that we should directly compete with the NFL, and we should move to the fall. And basically, they were thinking that they would cause enough of a stink to force a merger and like force the NFL oh, to buy. Oh, and then make their money mm -hmm. that way. Like right. The NFL would want to buy them out, and then they'd be out of football. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. This So they did that and then they were getting really poor ratings and they tried to file an antitrust lawsuit against the NFL which they technically won 
but only like in the court like said yes you're right but the dollar amount that the usfl won was three dollars <laughs> Um, and I want to know what it cost in attorney fees. To right. No, I mean, it would basically yeah, ruined fees. them and yeah. it the, bankrupted the, the league yeah. folded yeah. a week later. Um, but apparently there's this famous three dollar and seventy six checks, three, three dollars and seventy six cents check um, that's never been cashed because I guess the seventy six cents was like the interest gained like it's eight years later so it's up to like 450 now <laughs> right right yeah um but a lot of these uh players end up signing with the nfl so that that's kind of a thing that happens yeah so um let's get into these two the two creators vince mcmahon and dick ebersol so this was a 50 50 deal this was essentially like the XFL was essentially like the creation. Yeah, of wasn't it like the first people. time that like a network and an actual sporting league was like fifty fifty too? Like it wasn't I, just rights. I don't right. know if that's true. I'm but not I'm, sure about that, but it it is like I think you don't just seeing a fifty fifty deal like yeah. this is pretty crazy. Pretty like, rare, if usually not the first one. When yeah. people do things like this, you know, there's lots of investors. There's a lot of people kind mm -hmm. of shadow involved even if there is like the big well there's name. all the team owners there's right. all the yeah there's right. a lot that goes into it um so that's one interesting thing the nfl is a franchise so each team is like owned by like a different person or a mm -hmm. different entity the xfl was all owned by the xfl vince mcmahon yeah it's, owned it's, every single team it's kind of like the vibe of what he did with wrestling i think you know right like, yeah where right. he it used to be all regional wrestling mm -hmm. organizations and he nationalized it under one kind of exactly umbrella. if i'm not by no means a wrestling expert i right. do have a friend if you need a wrestling expert <laughs> is a diehard well that's that's what's interesting but, is that i mean wrestling is so awesome the older i get actually the more i appreciate yeah, wrestling you get into like the theater of it and right like, yeah the storylines are pretty funny and there is a lot of dumps but then it's like it it's kind of can't be a dump because it's so it's still well, so it, huge it, and i feel like it knows it's a dump right it's kind of leaning into it a little bit but a big know, a yeah. big part of dumps is that they kind of fade away yeah yeah and like kind of they crash yeah but I mean, the WWF is still like generating yeah, millions I mean, yeah, of dollars I mean, yeah, of revenue. WrestleMania is still it's huge. still a huge event. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just to give a little background on Vince McMahon, I mean, he is like a highly influential figure in modern wrestling. I think I I feel like he you can really attribute him to bringing wrestling into the modern era, especially in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Um, he understood that, like, the story, the drama is, like, a very necessary part yeah, of it. Yeah, some of the behind-the-scenes kind of creating right. hype is what feeds the match, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, one big thing he did in the late 90s, 2000s is he, yeah, he started bringing the cameras behind the scenes, started adding drama to them. Sometimes the fights would even happen in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there was one between like Stone Cold Steve Austin and Booker T in a grocery store. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, that, and he's throwing one, the milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one is a... Uh, Iconic moments. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, it's it's memorable. I'm not right. a big wrestling fan, but I remember that one. Exactly. You know? yeah, so... And, and part of the thing in the larger context is that really coincided with reality TV starting to come up. And yeah. while wrestling, yes, is staged, it was providing this new look, this unprecedented 
you know, they're, we're lifting the curtain. That was kind of the thought process behind it. Mm -hmm. So even though wrestling is like staged theater entertainment, he McMahon was very brilliant, a brilliantly able to provide this reality TV kind of vibe. Well, yeah, I think he, des he described it. At, I was watching a lot of documentaries in preparation for this podcast. Thank you. And um, I think he described it as um, a soap opera. That's what he described wrestling as, exactly. I believe, to Bob Costa. Which exactly. We'll get into that, I'm yeah, sure, yeah. later. But. Now, some people say he's gone too soapy <laughs> yeah. uh, recently. But, you know, I mean, any average non-wrestling person, you've probably heard of The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Undertaker Triple H, John Cena. I mean, a culture dump favorite, China. Like, all of these people have wrestled, you know, during yep, yep. McMahon's, dust. yeah, Goldust <laughs> could be a dump. Goldust could be a dump. Yeah, um, but yeah. Guy. So and then and then another thing he did that was very brilliant. The last thing about McMahon, you can tell I kind of want to just yeah, do you're, a big, big, you're a big uh, McMahon. He's guy, fucking huh? awesome. Um, <laughs> he's, he's he's an alpha bro for sure. Right, and that's the thing is he started putting himself into the stories, and he kind of created himself as like, yeah, I'm the. I'm the owner CEO of WWF. I think he, um, what did he call but he himself? Was like the, he had like his own fight name, I think, but I can't, I mean, I, I think it might've just been Mr. McMahon, but yeah, I don't know. He, or, yeah. he essentially created this, like, like I'm the man, like, you know, stick it to the man. Yeah. He's like, I am that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He leaned into like the corporate. Scene. Right. Like and I'm the boss. Yeah. And yeah. he would tell them to do shit and they wouldn't. And there was this really epic rivalry with stone cold, Steve Austin, where he was kind of like the people's hero. Yeah. And it's like, while the average Joe can't like body slam their boss through yeah, a table, but he's going to slam Vince McMahon. Stone Cold can do that for you. Yeah. He can Austin 316. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. What's funny is my dad at this time period of like the XFL looked just like Vince McMahon. <laughs> he had like the same haircut. <laughs> But Vince McMahon was like just this weird, like jacked version of my dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was he was he jacked was dude. Too. I think in, during the Bob Costa interview, he said he was like six four and like two eighty five at one point. He is he has that wide. Yeah, you know he's when a, a, a man is jacked, wide, you know, yeah. <laughs> Brian, which is my dad's <laughs> name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like the and then WrestleMania is basically like the Super Bowl of wrestling. So yeah. like. All this is saying is like, dude's got his credibility. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, he has genius. a proven track record of obviously knowing how to put on events, right? Uh, marketing and just right. the overall behind the scenes production of everything. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one half of the XFL. Now let's get to the other half, Dick Ebersol. So now this is almost like the legitimacy, the prestige, the, the suit. face of the operation. Well, well Vin, no, Vince, Vince was McMahon the face, was the but face. he yes. was the like, he's the, the legitimate cred. face of the operation. Dick, Dick Ebersol is the cred because yeah. now also just to go back to Vince, especially in the late nineties, while at the same time, Vince McMahon was just completely like reaching new successful heights with yeah, wrestling. Yeah, that was like the heyday with the yeah, rock and like right. that was and like the aggression yeah. era. I mean, yeah, but the nineties were huge. Also, people really hated Vince McMahon because a lot of people have constantly said that wrestling is really like cheap, mm -hmm. you know, bullshit yeah. entertainment. Well, yeah, and that's I mean, it's entertainment at the end of the day. If you enjoy it, you right? Know, it's not. And I mean, honestly, I, I think as a, enjoy, as a middle schooler, when I, when it was happening, I thought it was bullshit. I thought I was so fucking smart because I knew it was fake. And 
in retrospect, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> you were I, just walking around flexing. Your... I was just like, that shit's fake. And, you know, You're like and the like, kid who finds out Santa's not real for right. the first time. Yeah. I mean, you got to flex it on everybody. I was, I just, I thought I knew something. And this podcast is a lot about me thinking I was too cool for school. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, um, but yeah, so it's like basically people that that was also a mentality because the whenever you're super popular in the spotlight you're always getting you know you're always gonna have the haters you know i mean yeah so I mean, vince that's... had plenty of haters mm-hmm. but he had the money and the success to back it up yeah. so now let's get into dick ebersol who is providing this legitimacy this sort of this the straight lace suit whatever you know but he is also a television giant um mainly for nbc now he helped create SNL. Yes. Now, most people know Lorne Michaels as like the creator mm-hmm. of it. Now, it was Lorne Michaels' idea to have this like sketch comedy show, but Ebersol was already working for NBC and he was one of like two or three uh, late night programming executives who approached Lorne Michaels about like, "Hey, we like your your pitch. Let's you know, let's get this formed." And turn, to be, it, turn it into right. something, yeah. So I'm not sure exactly what that credit would be, but Dick Ebersol has a significant credit in putting SNL on the air in the 70s and starting this whole huge Yeah, which legacy. I think made him like the youngest executive or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. say yeah he was when, like... Uh, SNL really took off. Yeah, yeah. so he was He was just kind of the, going the powerhouse, yeah, as far right. as television goes. And then and he met McMahon in the 80s, um helping promote a wrestling event called Saturday's Saturday night's main event. Mm -hmm. And that was like a successful, like, I guess sort of like a WrestleMania esque, just like, yeah, it's kind of like the, the Hulk Hogan heyday, right? Andre the giant. Yeah. And I I don't know that that would have been macho man, Randy Savage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Ric Flair, all these people. Um, so that was like, it was like late night wrestling. It was very successful. And that's kind of where he's, he like formed this friendship with McMahon, you Mm -hmm. know, um, but then they kind of parted ways. And then in 89, Ebersol, uh, he became the president of NBC Sports in 89. And then now here's just like crazy run of events involving the Olympics. Mm. Um, from 92 to 2008, Ebersol secured the Summer Olympics for NBC. That's five consecutive Olympics he got to be broadcast on NBC, oh, which is, geez. that's, I mean, yeah. that has quite to, a feat. That's quite a feat. <laughs> yeah. He produced the 2008 Beijing Olympics, which I think is one of the most watched events worldwide ever. Yeah. It was, in all I time. remember the like opening ceremonies were just, insane. yeah, the opening yeah. ceremonies yeah, is really, really famous. Cool. Um, and then also crazily enough during the 95, 96 sports season for the only time in history, NBC had the Super Bowl, baseball's World Series, the NBA Finals, and the Summer Olympics. Oh, so this, this, so this was all in the nineties. Yeah, ni- yeah. ninety five, ninety six, all in one like year. Oh, geez, that's a good little run for. Uh, yeah, NBC's, I mean that's crazy. Uh, pocketbook, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then also, in two thousand four, he survived a plane crash, which oh, is wow. just I crazy. I did not um, know that. Though sadly, one of his sons did not. Uh, oh, that's... He, one of his sons actually. The surviving one pulled him out of the the wreckage. Oh, um, wow. But anyway, that's just a crazy tidbit we like yeah. to bring you here at Culture Dumps. So the, here's these two guys, right? They, mm. Like the whole point of this is to bring up like these 
two fellas have had decades of, you know, experience just being incredibly successful in the TV medium. Yeah, right? I'm sure their confidence is at, like, top level at this point. Yeah. They probably don't think they'll fail, you know. Right. Between which, the two of them, too. You right. Know, it's kind of like a too-big-to-fail situation. Exactly. Yeah. And that's also, we love that at Culture Dumps because that, the too big to fail sometimes is just the raw confidence. Yeah. Sometimes it brings you to like, I could do a little bit more because probably, you know, in these situations, these people have had to take these huge risks to get where they were. And so you just continue that mindset, but eventually you're probably going to have a catastrophic failure. um, And that's where we're going to go. So one thing that was interesting though, even admit all these, successes for NBC Sports of Ebersol in 98 NBC lost their bid to the NFL to CBS and I believe that was an eight-year contract yeah I remember that so Um, that's like an eight-year hole of like now they don't have the contract for I think they wanted a lot of money the NFL wanted something like 500 million or something for the TV rights and NBC was like we're gonna lose like 90 million or something right right with their current ever i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not a tv executive but i I remember they wanted a lot of like almost too much money right so like that's a business behind the scenes thing like they're gonna lose money for it but then you have this public facing thing where like well nbc lost in a yeah and then i think cbs and fox ended up splitting like the 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 afc and the nfc i'm not sure which one went to which but Mm -hmm. um i believe that the two got split gotcha but that being said it's like now NBC needs like some sort of football programming. So that's yes. like set, that's kind of just setting this for this. And then um, McMahon, again, super popular with uh, WWF. And I tried to find like maybe an exact reason he wanted to do this. But I do think ultimately his reasoning is that he had just been so successful for so long that he just was too big to fail and said, yeah. OK, I've just, you know, dominated the wrestling industry. It's time for me to set my sights on football. And I think as Vince McMahon, I can improve on football. Yeah. I can't I really find think, a reason beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, uh, I was watching again, a couple documentaries before this and in one, it sounded like he tried to buy like an NFL team. Okay. Yeah. And then like, they were like, nah, fam, yeah. you right, can't right. be here. And then I think he tried to buy the Canadian football league as a whole. Oh. And I think, the, all the team owners and stuff in, in the Canadian Football League were like, nah, fam. And then I think that then he like started like kicking around the idea of the right. the XFL. And I think around this time is when NBC lost right. the football late thing. Night, so late 90s, yeah. he was, I don't know, I'm not putting words in Vince McMahon's mouth, <laughs> but I would assume he's probably, you know, he wanted to get into football and right. he right. saw kind of a, niche with his i think he was buddies with uh yeah he, no they were yeah, they, yeah, were, they friends. were friends before they were friends from the so, 80s and yeah you know, maybe so they i were, think uh i think he hit him up once that happened yeah. and probably maybe there was there. you know he had this idea and then he says oh there's this programming gap in nbc maybe we can do something with this mm-hmm. but it's funny that you say that because this is going to be a theme uh is that Football as this sport institution is going to have an aversion to Vince McMahon. This this is going to be a constant theme of this because. Oh, yeah. No, it's as successful as like objectively successful as wrestling is. 
it is essentially theater. I think one of the yeah. big things Vince McMahon did in the 90s is he kind of changed it to like it's sports entertainment. And he was like, it's not technically sports. Yeah. Yeah. So he acknowledged that it was theater and that matches are staged. But when you have sports, just these like classic, you know, baseball, basketball. Yeah, there's football, a lot of history you, behind them. You yeah. really like. Don't mess with it, dude. Don't mess with it. <laughs> yeah. And you really can't start including people whose whole business is to stage events. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a whole history of like just, you know, fixing game. Like there's just all this yeah. stuff. Like there is yeah. this a very the, strong... the prestige of the right of the lead of the game, the sport. There's a know? very the strong integrity. In attempt to integrity. make <laughs> it be about the battle of these two teams and not yeah. like knowing what the outcome is. Yes. So, so I think that was a lot of uh, like football purists problem right. with when the XFL rolled right yeah, and uh, we'll get into Bob Costas who you know <laughs> who has some of that himself um, so one of the entries that McMahon had in all this though is that he was saying that the NFL had gotten like too slow it was too boring and restrictive and this is definitely where I'm gonna maybe need Max to help me because this is something <laughs> I don't really know about I will say like sometimes when I watch sports, like for me, like I love basketball because basketball seems really fast paced to me. Yeah. And I will say the times I've watched football, it does seem to be like a very stop and start. Start. Kind stop, of sport. A little bit of action. Stop. Right. For, yeah. Um, so. And then baseball. Baseball for sure is like, <laughs> a, you know, but that's almost built into it where it's like, hey, you can like take a nap and still. No, I don't hey, know. Yeah. You know, you know, no, sh you know, no yeah. shade. Congrats uh, to the Braves. <laughs> Oh yeah, on yeah. the World Series. Um, we yeah, we did do our a great baseball ten cent beer night um, because that was just about a bunch of people getting drunk off ten cent beer. Um, nothing to really do with the sports, but um, <laughs> so yeah, and so the rules like I was trying to figure out like some of these rules that Vince was talking about. Um, I did see one like that was introduced in two thousand where it was um, a rule that said celebrating with two or more team members yeah you know was like not looked what up. you what you couldn't do so what they're referring to is i believe say like nowadays you can celebrate with like a bunch of team members so they okay. all do like you know dances together right. you know and they're pumped they score yeah. a touchdown i think even in the end zone now they have like a camera specifically for okay, okay. like a team celebrating right. um but at the time I believe they were trying to like kind of be like, all right, guys, don't, you know, you can do like a little dance or something mm -hmm. when you score a touchdown, but don't make it a big, so big it, deal. Yeah. So it was just kind of like. Unsportsmanlike. Yeah. I see, yeah. So, yeah. You know, they didn't want guys doing like, you know, a wheelbarrow race or something together when they score right. a touchdown, you know. But so. now it's funny because looking back at it now, and again, this is kind of how the XFL does have a legacy is it's yeah. like looking back at it when you think of football and stuff it's like you want that right like you want well, yeah some you, of want, that you want the show you know you it's i mean it's emotion i guess you know, you know sometimes it's like okay this celebration has been going on for like five minutes guys okay <laughs> yeah but sure no sure. i like I, I everyone loves a good touchdown dance right? yeah you know there's i mean i grew up doing it whenever you <laughs> score a touchdown you know my dad would throw me a pass and you'd do the you do know, a little dance, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I guess I'm just getting the impression that like maybe there was sort of this conservative old guard. That's like, yeah, they call you know, it again. They called the, it the no fun league. Right. Vince right. McMahon yeah. called it. Um, so another rule I saw that 
had recently been added around the time was like clipping, which I guess is is that like blocking or below the waist? I believe clipping. I am again by no means a football expert, but if I am led to be correct, clipping would be like if you would take somebody's knees out. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like yeah. you're just running and you just right. dive and chop their knees. Yeah. But um I could be wrong. <laughs> I think that's um, what I heard too. Yeah. So that was um, like a newer rule. Um, just to avoid, obviously, people snapping their kneecaps. Right. Half. And so then that's also a funny part of this is that we've, you know, have learned how these players can suffer these like. Yeah, obviously concussions are a big, uh, a big thing. But also like, I mean, you see some just gnarly like legs getting bent in right. directions they shouldn't be. Right. And I mean, you know, the argument, oh, they get paid enough for it. But either way, it's just. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's one guy, who was it? I don't remember. It was a quarterback. It was a couple of years ago, but he, he almost had to get like his leg or his arm amputated from how bad it was like broken. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, you like right, pay a lot right. of money, but like you, but, you don't want your arm or leg amputated. Of course. But that's kind of also, I guess, why maybe McMahon had this good in of like saying like we gotta like make you know we gotta bring back smash mouth football he kept saying we gotta bring back wide open football uh, yeah i think he meant like the days of like when you could like clothesline people right and, then and you come across just... the line of scrimmage yeah right you know, right yeah. and so it's funny because that really does kind of work in a marketing sense especially in the late 90s well yeah the 90s were um, rowdy let's be the, honest the, the 90s were very rowdy this is something that at Culture Dumps and Podcast 99, we've talked about no, a lot. I know you, Parks, <laughs> and you are a huge 90s fan. <laughs> huge I'm a 90s, 90s historian. I'm kind of sick of the 90s at this point. Whoa, though. whoa, um, whoa. You're moving on to the 80s, or are you going I forward? You're a big knows? early 2000s guy. You know, early 2000s has been our little, sweet little spot. Some 41. And, I mean, here we are with, you know, XFL, um, <laughs> some 41, sure. You know, uh, Max and I recently did a little... 2000s era Blink 182 karaoke. Yeah, yeah, we uh, killed that it. That went over really well. Um, but yeah, the late 90s, I mean, especially with Woodstock 99, um, you know, you had new metal. You, so, like, the music was getting really aggressive. Yeah, you Slipknot had rolled out. Slipknot. Yeah, yeah. It was actually Max and I, Max took me to a Slipknot show yeah, uh, recently. Yeah, very metal. Um, Woodstock 99, which, of course, we've covered so many times. There was just, like, a very... There was an air of angst. You know, Fight Club was a really popular movie. Yeah. It's a literally a movie about dudes beating the shit out of each other. Um, and even in WWF, which is already wrestling and inherently violent, you had the Attitude Era yeah. that Vince rolled out, which was, like, 98 to... 2002 or something so again it's I, I love this stuff as a culture nerd where it's like oh all this stuff is coming together but the attitude era was like even more adult oriented it was like darker you know the characters well, yeah yeah south park came like it was just right. like a very yeah, you strange had, transition from right. like kind of more of a wholesome time not wholesome but like there's, it there's, wasn't so in your face until like the late right. Not, like there's something about 90s. the '80s wrestling that now you can be like, oh, it's 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 campy, you yeah. know. Like Ric Flair has tassels, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. he's got glitter. Yeah, you know, there's sort of this glam. It was very element. glam '80s vibe, right? You know, hair metal kind of vibe, right? Yeah. But the '90s, this late '90s, they really embraced this new. Yeah, the Undertaker new metal. was real, like evil right. It's looking. like scary. Yeah. It's like no, I'm gonna actually kill you. And then also, 
you know, you had because you also had these like death match, like crazy wrestling yeah, cage matches, cage matches, where they jump off the cage is like 20. Feet right. Or something. I mean, yeah. backyard wrestling might have to be a dump because I remember hearing about it where it was like these kids are just like throwing each other on the barbed wire. Oh, there was an awesome one uh, by the by the public pool in the town I grew up <laughs> and they had a full ring and everything. Nice. And I remember driving by and these guys were doing like flips and stuff. Yeah. It was, it just, was just a very metal time. Yeah. You know? very, uh, very, very metal, very sick. new metal time. Yeah, yeah. You had jackass coming to, you know, yeah. it's, again, this like this. Cult, this, this, this is a rowdy era. It was just very rowdy. Yeah. So Vince is kind of he's and again, attitude is, you know, also attitude era is getting way more sexual because we got to talk about the sex uh, yeah. appeal they did um, because push that's, that. that's going to come to play <laughs> here. So they did push, you know, that. he started pushing like, you know, Trish Stratus and like sort of showing more skin with like his wrestlers. Yeah, the, I think they were called diva the matches, diva matches. Yeah. And it's like essentially like a glorified, like, you know, it's like the cat fight was a thing too. Of just yeah. like let's get like two like and big the girls, titty the girls were like crazy talented. They were just no, they were really good doing like flips and stuff. Right. But yeah, they definitely like over right. They sexualized them, you yeah. know. And it's like yeah. oh, like you know, like, I remember like even like I feel like they even just did like the quote unquote the pillow fight stuff where it's just like again it's sort very of in that like yeah yeah over play, playing into a lesbian fantasy, which again we've talked about where in this time period it was like. It was really cool for like two chicks to be making out, but like two guys making out like that's not cool, you know. So like that also like appeared in a lot of culture movies, too. So this is again, these are like sort of the backdrops with all this stuff. So Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersol, they're like, we got this idea. Like, let's go for it. So they in 99 formed the XFL. Um but now we just get into really like this like insane just like them trying to find money to actually downhill do the slide, thing, right? yeah. yeah. So in February of 2000, Vince McMahon held a press conference to announce his brand new football league, the XFL. Now this new style of football was going to allow the viewers to go places where quote the NFL was scared to take them. Now. He's referring to like having the cameras, you know, he's going to give you more access, which again, he had successfully done with WWF. Um, one thing that's interesting to note is he's directly calling out the NFL for being scared, right? Yeah. But then he's also going to be very careful and say that we are not competing with the NFL. So it's yeah, like yeah, he weird, worded. I remember he yeah. word. He tried to word it where it's just like, no, we're not the NFL, right? But the NFL sucks ass, right. and we should yeah. rule. You know, so like, again, it's, yeah, and again, which I will say to his credit, when we see how things go with fucking social media and everything, like mm -hmm. it's a very smart move, yeah, uh, from like a marketing promotional yeah, he's, standpoint. Uh, yeah, he's just trying to cover his uh, right. tail a little bit. So he does this crazy like press conference, and it totally has like these wrestling-esque themes he's this will not be a league for panty waste or sissies and he and then yeah so he called the nfl the no fun league yes and then um he called the xl the extra fun league so <laughs> just also want to say this time period there's a lot of good x's yeah this time. i think triple x was about to roll out with vin diesel that was a triple x that was yeah. two, like early 2000s just wasn't it calling things extreme and just taking the e off that was a that was a big it was dope it, it still cool. is dope. The I mean, X is a fucking awesome letter. Yeah, you know, no, like I who mean, came up with X? Yeah, that was like the time period in like metal music too, when like X tough 
X, like the straight, right. the straight edge thing was really a big thing. So was, a lot of bands were like X. You know, I remember there's static X. Yeah, there's yeah, static yeah. X, but like there was always like X machete X and right, like yeah, right. very gnarly metal names exactly. with X's on either end. And it was it was cool. Now, one thing that's funny about XFL is that it doesn't actually stand for anything. So he wanted McMahon wanted it to stand for the extreme, extreme football, football league, league yeah. but there was already an indoor arena football team or football league called the extreme football league and they had a copyright so he couldn't actually call it extreme football league but somehow he was able to get the copyright to xfl but not to extreme football league so xfl sounds like he has a good attorney (laughs) it technically doesn't mean anything so it's just lettering it's just xfl I mean, it's a smart marketing. Like you obviously are going to assume you that can just it means assume it. That. Yeah, exactly. So he, so yeah, he has a good attorney because he was able to get XFL, but not able to get Extreme Football yeah. League. Yeah. Um. So the idea of this is again, it's going to be like a cross section of like wrestling fans and football fans. Now, on one hand, you're talking about these two massive forms of entertainment. So I was like, let's merge them together. Multi, both multi-billion dollars. Right. Yeah. But again. When you really analyze it, it kind of doesn't make sense because, yes, there are plenty of people that like those two things, but you can't really assume like it would be a much better assumption to say that like a football fan likes basketball yeah. than to say a football fan likes wrestling. Because especially at this time, like wrestling is scripted and football is a sport. Football's and two so, athlete, like teams right, just trying too, to win. Yeah. Right. So it kind of really is a sort of sketchy like it's just a weird concept it's a weird weird concept right try and run with right when you think and and we're gonna see it it's not gonna fucking work the other thing is that he announced (laughs) in february of 2000 that we're gonna play our first game in 2001 so like hell yeah brother so like a year they're giving themselves a year right and they did not have teams. They didn't have venues, like stadiums to play in. Yeah, they didn't have players. They, they literally have, had yeah. a fucking copyright to the name. And a football, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. believe all they had yeah. was the logo, uh, the copyright. Well, they didn't even have the actual copyright. Right, but they had the, <laughs> they they had had the, the XFL. XFL at least. They, they, had a, they had like a legitimate name. And then they had this like really badass football. And I remember seeing it yeah. at like Target and Walmart growing up. It was a, it was a black football with red stripes <laughs> yeah, and XFL yeah. on it. It's pretty it was cool. It's pretty cool. way more gnarly than that stupid normal looking NFL <laughs> football. <laughs> exactly. So a year, again, from what I've been reading, a year is like way not enough time to like pull this well, together. God find no. out. are you kidding me yeah. like yeah a big thing is that you've got to get teams right you've got to get teams of players that i mean it's yeah, like you have to find people that want to play in your that want to play league yeah now actually this this was something easy for them yeah because you have nfl and you have so many people that just like they're just trying to go a little you know they can't maybe make it to nfl but yeah, they they're insanely talented, you know, athletes and they're just coming out of college and, you know, the NFL obviously only takes like the 1% or right. like 0.5% of like athletes coming out of college. So, I mean, they're all obviously insanely talented. Right. You know, I've played sports with 
you know, these people will just like pick up games with like college athletes and it's insane. Right. You know, they're insanely talented, very but, talented, yeah. but, but not NFL not talented. pro level people. I and mean, you see that a lot where people come out of college and, you know, they were rock stars in college ball and then they go to the, you know, the, the pros and they're just kind of yeah. average. Yeah. Know? So that's, that's the thing though, is that when you take, a football fan who's like really invested. I mean, they're going to want to see like the best. I mean, they're going to want to see the best best of what it is. Now, the thing about even with wrestling is like Vince, I mean, you know, WWF is the NFL of wrestling. So he is getting the best, but he is essentially like, you're not going to be able to get the best football players and you can't just have wrestlers become football players, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Because at the end of the day, this isn't like a new sport. It's still football. Although The Rock did play for Miami University. Really? The U, I believe, yeah. But this was before he became a wrestler. Yes. (laughs) Yes. This was before he he already had the eyebrow and, you know, you smell what The Rock's cooking. And And The Rock is going to, he's going to come back. He makes a few appearances. Yeah, he's going to come back a couple times. (laughs) And maybe that, and that's probably what it was, you know? He loved football. Yeah. Um. So they had a year to do all this stuff. The one thing they had going for them is they had, you know, this huge, you know, they had McMahon and Eversol and they had a deal with NBC. So they knew that whatever the hell they were going to do, it was going to get airtime on NBC. So that's, again, pretty big. Mm-hmm. The hype was being generated for this. Um, so like I said, this was like a 50-50 venture. Um it was supposed to combine like the personalities and stunts of wrestling. And it was supposed to make football more exciting. Like we said, one of the things is that like, if you're, if NFL is sort of discouraging celebrations and it's sort of disc in, in a way, at least according to McMahon, it was dis- it was discouraging like individual personalities. Yeah. It was, and they were going to bring that to Yeah. It. They, it was, yeah, they weren't letting the players kind of, you know, be more, themselves i guess they were yeah. kind of sense not uh, i guess censoring in a way but also like well i'm sure we'll get into like the jerseys right on right. The, you yeah know, the well, names on the back the of the jerseys, jerseys oh, and yeah. stuff yeah yeah um but interestingly enough another thing is that they just never you know he's just making a ton of claims right so this is gonna be a big part of the story well, yeah, is he's, that a, he's a marketing guy he's, he's a hyping hype guy. it yeah but they hadn't actually like you're gonna have to create you're essentially saying you're creating your own alternate league. So you need to have all these rules. Like there's so much stuff that has to go into this. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen in a year. Yeah. To say it's in a year, like they're going to have a kickoff in a year in a stadium. It's like, that's, I mean, the NFL to incredibly ambitious forever. Right. Yeah. It's been, they've been going around since the twenties and each year the Packers had their like hundredth season two years ago or something. Each year they're, they're just tweaking the formula, you know? So, um, some of the other things promised, you know, less penalties, uh, so that it's going to less rules. It's going to be like rougher, rowdier, you know, the smash mouth football. Yeah. It's going to be like the anything goes kind of football, you know, like the NFL blitz video game of football. Yes. Which is, that's a great. And I remember playing that game and it was like, it was just gnarly, like. You did. You could just like, I remember there was like the, you could like get on, you were like on fire. Right, I think yeah, you could get on like fire, you, and that like, meant you were flaming. like super jacked. Right, like, yeah, you could like run faster. Yeah, and it's funny because even in the promotions of XFL, it was like they'd have the football players like running through like minefields. My favorite one is the wrecking ball, referring oh. to the no fair catch. Calls. Right, right, and okay, what is no fair catch? So a fair catch 
uh, would be like um, on a kickoff or a punt. Mainly a punt is when it would happen. Mm-hmm. Say, um, you know, you're the one who's going to catch the ball and return the ball. You know, try and mm-hmm. run it back to the end yeah. zone. So you see the ball coming and you're looking at the defenders running at you, right? right? right. If they're like close enough to mm-hmm. you before the ball comes, you can call a no a fair catch, and then okay. you they can't hit you. You just oh, have your okay. best chance to catch it. You have gotcha. to catch it. If you drop it, then it's. But then if you catch it, can you run? If you call this, no, that okay. would just be, it's kind of like kneeling in a way. Okay, you're like just saying we've caught it, but then we're you caught right it. Here. This is where the ball's going to gotcha. be, kind of okay. thing, as far as I know. Again, mm-hmm. um, but in the XFL, <laughs> they didn't want any fair catches, so, so you just get trucked. So like you couldn't like yeah, you would just try your best to catch the ball, and like there's nothing you could do. Some dude yeah. you know who, you know, might not be good enough to be in the NFL, but he still runs a four you know, four, four forty mm-hmm. is coming at you at 23 right. miles an hour. And he, right. he can just cream you. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing where it's like, you're going to get more yeah. v- violent contact sports. So yeah. Know? in the promotional ads, they had like a guy like catch a ball, like a punt and then a r- actual wrecking oh, ball nice. came in and right. just nailed. Them. <laughs> right. So like, again, again, the super nineties, like style of promotion, mm-hmm. um, they were gonna. They said there was gonna be like trash talk from the announcers. You know, it was. Yeah, it was gonna they be were gonna less talk like, some shit again, which is very wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then the cheerleaders were gonna be like, yeah, they're scantily big. clad. You know. Yeah. From from what I remember from the documentary, it was like we're not gonna. I think Vince McMahon said it's like it's not like you know the NFL where it's like we have cheerleaders kind of, but we're not gonna like really right. make them a spectacle. Mm-hmm. We're gonna like. You know, right. these they're going to be like a pivotal part of the mm-hmm. the production. And, you know, I will say that that's funny because, you know, to to his credit, it's kind of like you always notice the cheerleaders. It's They're always attractive. Yeah. yeah. They're wearing short skirts. But then there's sort of this like decency. We're like, no, but you shouldn't really think of them like that. Yeah. But you're like, they're all fucking hot. Like, that's what you're that's what they're there for. Yeah. But then it's like sort of this weird, like, again, the, the concept of a cheerleader in general is kind of weird. Right. You know? Right. But yeah, the XFL seemed to be very like they would just like take the camera and like, yeah, you just know, put it. In look your, at it. Right. Look exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. So he's taking and he's saying, you're already thinking it. That's kind of his. Yeah. Mentality. It's like you're thinking I'm not the weird one. You're the yeah. I'm, I'm not the weird one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So he's just putting it in your face. But I think that's also going to be part of the thing that you know the the blowback is like yeah they got a lot of credit for like, over sexualizing right. the game of football right. using the the cheerleaders right yes. but again it's like if you go you can read about the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and there's this whole there's all this like weird sleazy history Didn't about they have a reality show at one point yeah, the Dallas like, Cowboys cheerleaders there's all this crazy stuff about the history of the, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders blah 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 yeah. so again he's almost like poking the bear where it's like everyone knows that it's like that. Yes, they're beautiful but you, women, but, but you we're have gonna, to like, pretend like it's not. And he's like, "Nah, fuck that. They're hot." Uh, yeah, you know. And then he encouraged them to like date the players. That was analysis. very weird because he yeah. wanted like the almost like the diva storyline. Exactly, because like, a lot he, of the wrestlers the, would you know, date. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know like. Uh, you know, I think even like Vince McMahon's like wife was in some wrestling right. matches and like, there were, yeah, there was always like fights over girls and like the storylines of wrestling. Exactly. And, um, but yeah, it was very, uh, very weird because it's like not staged. Yeah. And I think he even, 
uh, encourage like the announcers or like the commentators right. to yeah, face just, the cheerleaders, and right? Stuff, which is very bizarre. It's very bizarre. It's kind of like whoring them out. It's like anyone who's a guy. It's you just can not date them. like <laughs> good energy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so another thing was, and we talked about the no fair catch, but another big one uh, was what he called the human coin toss. Ah, yes. I have so, that in a... Yeah. So I wrote that down immediately when Right. I so it. tell me about this, like, tell me about the NFL coin toss. Okay. So the NFL coin toss, it's just a coin toss, right? So you... But it determines who gets the ball Yeah. First, you flip right? a coin and the winner obviously gets to pick whether they want the ball first or if they want the ball after the second half. Right. Um, and then I believe the team that loses picks which direction okay. they're going to play in. Um, right. So it's 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 I pretty mean, straightforward, like it's way like, of starting the game. It's like chess. It's like who you know you, mean, you white or black. It's just a fifty-fifty shot, right? You know? But it's yeah. a coin toss, so it seems very old school, yeah, rooted in tradition. Metal. It's not metal. Yeah. Right. So the XFL wants to do the human coin toss. Yeah. Yes, so the human coin toss, from my understanding, is uh, they would put a football like 25 or 20 yards away or 30. I don't remember the exact number from the documentary. But they would uh, put a football on like a little tee or something, you know, X amount of, no pun intended, X amount of (laughs) yards away. And then they would have two players, one from each team, sprint as fast as they could towards the ball. And then whoever like got the ball would right would get the ball first or right, have choice right, of, right yeah what it was so it's a little more like gladiator style just like fight yeah you know to it's the, like to the you, death, know, you know yeah it's like go fight it out boys yeah. duke it out yeah know? exactly and um i believe someone uh dislocated their shoulder on the yeah, first right, ever right, yeah um they did human coin toss yes the first game had it. <laughs> so again it's kind of like that's the violence that's the action you want, but the violence is real and people are getting yeah. hurt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he just look at his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you wanted? <laughs> like, from an entertainment standpoint, maybe, but from a like, do I want to keep doing this? Probably fucking not. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the teams now, they had eight teams. It was going to be the Eastern Division and the Western Division. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is pretty smart from a marketing standpoint. Four of the teams were in major media markets. You had New York, Chicago, L.A., and San Francisco. Yeah. Now, obviously, New York and uh, sh- Chicago have football teams. Uh, yes. Um, New York has the Jets yeah. and the Giants. And also, uh, shout out to our buddy Austin, the Buffalo Bills. Right. And uh, actually, uh, Trump tried to buy the Bills, and I was going to mention that to Austin the next time I see him. But, <laughs> oh, but dur- during this 80s uh, period. Yeah. Um, now, interestingly about L.A. is that this was during a 21-year absence of an NFL team in Los Angeles. So this was between like, like the, the Rams and the Raiders? Yeah. Or like, um, I guess it would be after the Raiders probably. I don't know too much about L.A. football. But, but they basically the, they had moved and there wasn't. So from like yeah, 90, the Rams and the Raiders left. to yeah. 2015 or something. The Rams were probably in St. Louis at the yeah. time, and mm-hmm. the Raiders were probably up in Oakland. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of crazy. that They're going to use that to their advantage. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, we're giving you your football team back, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the uh, 
also they had a team in Las Vegas, and so Vegas never had a team, so it was kind of like, we're giving you your football team yeah. finally. Yeah, they finally have the Raiders. Now. Right. Yeah. Um, then the other four teams were in uh, markets that uh, teams had, like some of these alternative competitive leagues had had teams that, you know, but ultimately didn't. So they might have had lie. like an arena football team. There was or like something. Orlando, uh, okay, Birmingham, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Memphis, you know. Yep. Um, yep. And then now some of these places have teams now, but they were kind of recognizing like these are potentially viable markets. Yeah. And if yeah. they have a team, then these people could really get behind them and you could start getting viewership and money. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. And, you know, untapped kind of markets. Right. Where, you know, so it might again, not be a huge market, but. It's that, pretty smart. Yeah, it is. Um, now, some of the names, because it's the XFL, are really funny. You had the Memphis Maniacs. Shout out to Ben. With an X. Yeah. Yep. yep. Our friend Ben uh, from Memphis. Ben from Memphis. Yeah. Um, then you had the Orlando Rage. The Los Angeles Extreme. Again, another X. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas Outlaws. Uh, San Francisco Demons. Whoa. Uh, now, here's a good one. The Birmingham Bolts. Bolt, so, like a lightning bolt? Like a lightning bolt. And so yeah. this name, uh, there was a couple controversial names. This being one, it was originally going to be called the Birmingham Blast. But now people from Birmingham did not like that because if you remember, there was a really infamous civil rights related church bombing in the 60s. Like, Oh, shit. This is like one of the worst, like, like a really bad. Yeah, deal. there yeah. was a like anti-civil rights, like racist terrorist attack, terrorist, domestic terrorist attack yeah. in the 60s. So like blast is not a well, good. I can, yeah, I can see why they word. weren't, you know, and down then, with that name. Also, in 98, Eric Rudolph uh, bombed an abortion clinic in Birmingham. Yeah, so, so that's there was a lot really of, fresh. A lot of like kind of bomb related. Like, can stuff. we not have blast? Yeah, can we do please. literally any other yeah. type of uh, name, please? Now, the other kind of great controversial name was the New Jersey Hitmen. Was this? Uh, this was around the time Sopranos was on air, though. I think this. Well, ninety nine. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. When did first Sopranos season, go off? First, air? I thought oh four Sopranos went off. Uh, I think it was oh seven. Oh, so I, I'm not you're the to, expert. You're the I'm Sopranos not allowed to guy. talk about Sopranos on this podcast, says Ryan. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Sorry, Ryan. I, it's too. It's the opposite of a dump. It's too good. Mm -hmm. um, That's so, fair. Now, another really interesting thing about this was that XFL is that the way you got the players got paid is you actually got paid more if you were winning. Yeah, it was like games. an incentives yeah. pay structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That seems kind of cool. Yeah, I think it was like four grand a game, and then you got like thirty three hundred if yeah. you won. So I mean, that's it's a lot of money for somebody right? who you know just not like you know, you're not playing numbers, NFL but... money, but you know, you know, I don't know how many games they played in a season. Whether it was like sixteen, like right, like the NFL did, but um, you know, that adds up. You know, especially if you're a winning team. I mean, you right, can, you could make a living at it. Yeah, and then they also were going to do this thing that was going to be the million dollar game. Yeah, that was like their Super Bowl, right? right? And yeah. so the winner, the winning team, got to divide a million dollars. Yeah. Also, just million sounds great. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, Do you want to see who wants to be a millionaire? Yes. You want to see someone win a millionaire? Um. So, another thing, again with the crazy names, is they encouraged um, nicknames. Oh uh, so yes. And so they wanted the players to pick a nickname, and actually like put those on the jersey so instead of your last name as traditionally is it, it could be like punisher yeah it like, could be like 
dog man dog man <laughs> <laughs> you could be like yeah i mean you could be like the the hound or something right, like right. sick yeah, yeah i mean a good shout out to game of thrones but um but, uh, no uh yeah you could just have like a really sick uh name on the back right. and um I actually have one of my uh, a very controversial name that the announcer was not comfortable with because they oh, yeah. they turned it in mm-hmm. and apparently Vince McMahon looked at like the the roster mm-hmm. list and all the like things right. that were gonna put on the back of the jerseys. Like, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with anything. Right. I don't right. see anything wrong. And then the announcer's like, "Are you serious? You're gonna make me say this on TV?" Mm-hmm. And it was just a tea bagger. Tea bagger. Tea bagger, dude. What yeah. a what a name. Which is again a great. Which all, I mean, they should have done it because I mean. Teabagging is one of those things that sounds completely innocuous if you don't know what it means, right? Yes. But if is, you know what it means, it's pretty inappropriate for yeah, like I mean, family television. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not something you want probably on national television if you're a normal football league. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But they're not they're the a normal football dude. league. Yeah, so that's metal. this whole fucking theme. Now, one of these names ended up kind of really sticking, and that was Rod Smart. He hate me. He hate me, dude. And so he actually, like, people... Shout out Mr. Smart. He kind of, in a way, is like the rock star of the XFL because he he sort of understood, like... He knew... He I feel like he got, like, on. the marketing aspect of right. it. And, like, yeah, he wanted to... He created a character, if yes. you will. And yeah. he, said if, he said he hate me because it's, like... Like he's pointing, like he hate me and he hate me well, and yeah, she hates like, me and they hate me. They all hate me. You yeah, know, it was like when he'd like, you know, you would, uh, you know, you know, juke a guy and like, you know, he'd fall over or something. Yeah, I bet he hates me. Like, right, right. He, you know, he's better than everybody. It has, else. it has a, it has, a, and it, but also totally fits into this like wrestling market. Yeah, like he played heel. for the I'm Vegas the team, I believe, the Outlaws. The Ve- yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was like the, yeah. He was kind of the badass, you know, everyone hates yeah, me and I don't right, give a shit, right. you know, yeah. We, well, I love the badass. And yeah. this guy, Rod Smart, actually, um, after the failure of XFL, he ended up playing in the Super Bowl 38 with the Carolina Panthers. So yeah, he, actually, he made quite, it a few, quite a few XFL guys made it into the NFL, if I'm yep. not mistaken. So, well, I mean, that, that's going to be, I mean, that's sort of a theme of the NFL is like someone tries to compete and the NFL ends up swallowing them whole. Yeah, and, and getting the best parts of it and spitting out the crappy. Parts. But yeah, sometimes the guys that are you know undrafted and you know they are walk-ons kind right. of mm-hmm. are some of the best players sometimes. Right. You know, so, but importantly to know is that even if you have good players, you still need like a team chemistry. I mean, you can't just like necessarily, you know, with a band or anything like, yeah. or even a job like you might be on paper good, but having that actual chemistry is really important, yeah, especially kind of, yeah. with a, with a team now. Because they're rushing everything, in some instances, some of these teams didn't even really start uh, practicing like molding together until and... like a month or two before yeah. the first game. Now, again, by all accounts, this is an insanely small window for a team to like get its like dynamics yeah, it's and insane. like, like to, gel to and get chemistry the, their together. Style of offense, style of defense. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, you got to know who's like to develop the, leaders, the personality who's of gonna the team. Be, you know, yeah. who's going to support like a leader. You know. And so it's again, it's just it's just crazy. Um, now there were some technological things too. I mean, this is really ambitious, you know. Like I mean, he's it's, going. It wasn't like a little like right. oh, let's 
But it's on NBC. Let's start a bar. You right. Know? Like, yeah. even that's a huge right. thing to do. But, but he's like, like, every dude's ever, has always said that. Let's yeah. start a podcast like us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. We've, we've had the benefit of uh, kind of figuring out as we go along. This is going to be like, boom, NBC, one year. And so part I mean, of their you idea. You do got to give them respect for the confidence. I mean. Yes. You if know. Vince McMahon is not lacking in confidence. <laughs> Any conf- yeah. Um, the idea, again, was that it was going to start like right when the Super Bowl ended. So the, here's your gap in football programming. So again, not trying to compete with the NFL, but it's going to start when Super Bowl ended so that you just keep the football going. So the technological advances um, is going to be something that is actually going to really like come into play in a big way. And again, it speaks to McMahon's ambition. So because not only did he want to change the gameplay, like he said, and make it rougher mm-hmm. um, and have this more aggressive edge, but he want again, like he said, he was going to take you places the NFL was scared to go. So he wanted to have like more access. Now, this is a really smart idea, because like we said, with WWF, like having these like behind the scenes moments, having yep. cameras everywhere, it's really playing brilliantly into this like huge surge of reality tv and this whole concept of like having the camera where it hasn't been before yeah and having things yeah i think survivor just came out during this time yeah yeah and actually i read one newspaper quote which like called xfl like it was like going to be the survivor of football (laughs) i don't Um, know that's what it doesn't make any sense it's not a good thing right but the idea (laughs) is that you're going to follow you're going to like pick your guy. You're like, going to fall in hate, love with like a character. He hates me. Yeah. You're going to find your character, yeah. you know, bone crusher, whatever. Yeah. And like, you're going to follow them. And so it's not just bone about- is a rapper. By yeah, the way. I know, yeah, I know. I know. He was, he was, no, he was at the Atlanta Hawks game. the other Right. Night. I right. Saw I him. heard about that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you're going to follow these people and these players. So like off the field, you're going to like, you're going to see them in the locker rooms and they're going to be talking. And so you're going to get this whole story. Character development. And in that regard is pretty smart. And I think that, you know, this is actually going to be pretty influential, you know, to the NFL. Like, I mean, especially in this time now, like with so much different content to consume, people love their story. They yeah, there were a lot the of like little things that the XFL did to kind of revolutionize watching football. Yeah. And I think he wanted to really, Vince McMahon really wanted to change the viewer experience yes, from right. it. So like I have like the sky cam yes. he first. Yeah, he introduced right. the sky cam, which is like industry standard now right. for like any sporting event. Pretty Absolutely. Much. And so that's like this in a, it, it actually started in the 96 Olympics, but I guess like he, he really wanted to bring it to football. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this camera that's on the, there's like these four, you know, lines. Yeah. It's kind of like metal lines, I believe. Yeah. And then there's like a camera with like a little motor that can climb. Yeah. It, it climbs it along it's simultaneously the, the line, releasing yeah. cable and gaining cable. So it can basically fly over. It can follow a field. play. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Um, it's sort of like a pre drone. Yeah. Anytime you've technology. seen like a over the head shot of, uh, yeah. you know, like, the Cowboys plane or something. Yeah. That's, that's a sky cam, which right. first came from the XFL. Exactly. Again, industry sh- standard. Um, yeah. th- something he called the Bubba cam, which was... <laughs> oh, yes. So Bubba bu- never yeah. actually... Bu- so, yeah, Bubba was yeah. like this famously like legendary WWF... Um, I'm getting confused because some- it's yeah. about to be WWE at some point yeah. uh, soon uh, when he couldn't... Uh, oh, the World Wildlife up- Federation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but Bubba was this like 
really great camera guy who really like got these like huge action shots from the pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. Yeah, he'd, he'd get really like, close. Sometimes he'd get knocked over. Yeah, and so basically he wanted to take that where it's like you were right there. Yeah. So he's like, we need a cameraman like right on the sidelines, and you know, no, he wasn't on the sidelines. Bubba Cam was on the field. Oh, on the field. Oh, and what damn. was hilarious is he would just wear a hockey helmet, like, right. and that was like the only really true way to like differentiate between a player and right. Bubba Cam. So like it yeah. was just like, oh, he has a hockey helmet, so he's the cameraman, so I'm not gonna hit him. Right. But again, if you're trying to play, like you might still hit them. You yeah, know? you might try and throw a block it's, and it's, like you yeah. just see it especially I think he wore like all black and like Yeah. It's the XFL. Like most of the uniforms were black because <laughs> it's, it's more metal. Black dude. is metal. Yeah. yeah. Black is aggro. Yeah. So basically, yeah. you know, the Bubba so Bubba himself never did it but he, they called it Bubba Cam in name you know in yeah, honor of because I believe they from the documentary they called it Bubba Cam because the guy who was originally gonna do it wanted like a bunch of money for like hazard pay right to film and then Vince McMahon was just like nah fuck that I got this guy Bubba that'll do it for the same amount oh, of money that's what that he yeah. gets from wrestling right yeah right so yeah. it was actually Bubba yes, yeah 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 right and then Bubba never actually have had to end up doing right XFL filming but yeah they kept the name for like in honor of Bubba. <laughs> in honor of Bubba um and then you were gonna have the locker room cams and you're gonna and then you had these cheerleader shots yes. so there was this whole thing where they were shooting the cheerleaders from like ground level yeah it was it's essentially an upskirt but it, it was you know, weird because they <laughs> They didn't show the face. <laughs> right. And it they, was just like, look at this body yeah, here, that doesn't have a personality right. or a soul or, yes. you know, heart or anything. It's it, just like a hot just, body. Here's the hot body. Here's yeah. the body parts. Yeah. You know. Check it out. Bud. Right. Yeah. Um, XFL. XFL. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you were going to have, uh, you know, wrestling legend Jesse Ventura, who was also at this point a governor of like Minnesota. That tracks. Um, Being he, from Wisconsin, yeah, that tracks. Um, <laughs> so he was going to be like a one of the announcers, right? Um, so there, and then The Rock was going to be involved. So like, you, he's pulling out big names, right? Yeah. Well, he's trying to pull everybody from the the wrestling world with any notoriety right. and bring them over to help hype the. I think he brought out. Um, Dick Buttkiss, too, who is a legendary player. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't know this guy? Yeah, Google him once, dude. Oh he's uh, he's this legendary, like, you know, he was like a real badass player. <laughs> who did he play for again? Was it the Packers uh, or the Bears? Let's see. I'm sorry, dude. Packers fans. I should know this if he played uh, for the, the Packers. The Bears. Oh, Dick God, that Buttkiss. is blasphemy. I apologize. I mean, that's like a Dick Trickle. The uh, Hey, he's, the he's from Wisconsin, too, man. <laughs> Dick Trickle's the you shit. You guys got funny names over there. Yeah, the Midwest um, knows how to party, dude. But, but yeah, Dick Buttkiss <laughs> was a legendary. <laughs> Very uh, defensive player, and he brought him out to be like, "Look, these old school football players approve of the XFL." Right. Yeah. But now, and again, you've got now, no another dick. You got Dick Ebersol, who's you know he's he is providing this legitimacy. But um, in the thirty for thirty ESPN doc, something that was interesting is that through all that, uh, they still managed to kind of not ask Bob Costas, you know very iconic like 
football commentator. He want Bob Costas. Well, he's a nothing. sports commentator in general. I mean, right. he's like the go-to I mean, like Olympics, Olympics dude. Right, right, yeah, right. but it's like he's never played any sports. I but feel he's just like. he's, he's just, a great announcer. He's yeah. this like. Mr. America apple pie wholesome like it's Bob Costas like you yeah. know him he's so family friendly those eyes yeah and it, he, he wanted nothing to do with this but he, I mean he's like to the level where like he has pull like yeah. it, like his opinion matters in yeah this it's realm, like if you know? Bob Costas take it's it you know it's gonna get some press if he says right. it sucks yeah so another here's where we start to get in so again we've really been covering the shit out of like all this hype let's start to get into like how this thing is gonna fail right yeah. so so a big one was there was this blimp right <laughs> oh so, yeah I have, yeah. yeah so i guess there was like our oakland raiders game yeah. happening and so I, I i would place this you know sometime in 2000 during you know the fall of 2000 like during the season and again saying they're not competing against the nfl but they Run, they fly this XFL blimp over an NFL game. Yeah, they're not competing with the NFL. No, of course not. <laughs> now that happens, but the blimp ends up deflating, and like it, it just like I believe it crashed into it, a seafood restaurant. Yeah, it crashed into a a restaurant. Yes. So that's just like, could you ask for a better metaphor? Oh, I mean, just right. It's ridiculous. So they're hyping it. They're hyping it. Not a lot of time. Like I said, some of the teams had 30 days to practice. It was all thrown together practicing. very quickly. It was thrown together. Now, we're going to arrive finally here at the first game, right? So, the first game uh, took place February 3rd, 2001. Um, it was a week after the Super Bowl 35. Mm -hmm. And it was by the new... And a great again. This is the New York slash New Jersey hitman, which is just such a clunky thing. Like it can't. Oh, be, so they were trying to like get both market. Be, yeah, like, I yeah. guess so. Why weren't they just the? It should have been the Jersey hitman. Um, <laughs> but and the uh, Las Vegas outlaws, and it was in Vegas. Um, yeah, I know they were very adamant on Vegas being the first venue. I think. Yeah, because it's like Vegas, baby. Vegas, yeah, Vegas is a huge like I think, entertainment. Place. Yeah, that's like yeah. It's the XFL of cities. Yeah. Now, this first game uh, had about 54 million viewers, um, which was double the expected viewership. So, essentially, that is a huge success. Yeah. You know? Well, and Vegas really wanted sports, too. So, they've right. always wanted a sports team. I lived right. in Vegas for a while. I love the city. Um, and yeah, I, they just recently got, you know, a hockey team and, and now the Raiders Yeah, you don't, really, and like, you don't think of them. The as city sports, like you know? loves the yeah. hockey team. Like, right. They like, you know, really rallied around the, the hockey team, which is cool to see. Um, and yeah, you never, you never saw Vegas, you know, professional sports very much again. Good with the marketing. You yeah. Go for yeah, something. They, they knew how to pick the, you know, the locations. So, and again, these are huge numbers. Um, but by all accounts, the game was really sloppy, really poorly played football, you know? Yeah. Because, again, these people, these players have not really had enough time to actually, well, like... they probably don't even know the playbook by then, heart Yeah, because then there's yeah. all these new weird rules. Yeah. So that's what's funny is they're trying to be like, we don't have the same rules of NFL, but then you still have rules. You still have, and you still have well, yeah, to learn all these rules. Well, yeah, you still have to, like, score so, a first down. <laughs> right. There's yeah. all these... It's very ironic. 
Um, I think, I mean, by most accounts, is that the uh, promotional cam- campaign worked so well, mm-hmm. and people knew Vince McMahon was there. Like, we got to tune in to see what They're the fuck is going to happen. This. Are they yeah. going to really avoid landmines? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's is a the, wrecking ball is really going to... Right. Are we going catch? to see a bunch of cheerleaders just like naked? I mean, like yeah. that's like how this promotion is. This is such a 2000s era promotion of just yeah. being extremely over the top. Yeah. So, again, huge numbers. So, it's kind of like people are like, damn, like maybe this thing is going to actually like pull off. But again... The football was so bad, by all accounts, was so poorly played that the second game uh, had a drop off in seventy five percent viewership. Yes, um, which is one of like I think Bob Costas said it was or Costa or yeah yeah um, said it was like Costas. the worst not in only sports history but I think in television just in, just in television to yeah. go from one. It was one of the biggest drop-offs yes. ever. You it know? was like one of the biggest failures. Of, right. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's because after all of this stuff, all this promotion, all of the stuff that Vince is good at, the one thing he doesn't really know anything about or is good at is you know producing football and making the actual. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, it's a sport, and it kind of was like the worst of both worlds, where it's like you. It's like you can't with wrestling. If everything's staged, then it kind of allows you a lot of creative freedom to to do whatever you want. These crazy yeah. things, storylines, and yeah. And if it's, but then if it's a game, it's like you you know you can't. The thing that makes a game exciting is that it's unpredictable, and you something yeah, you don't know who's gonna win. And so yeah. the the most like unpredictable thing might happen and that's the excitement so you're kind of again it's just this fundamental like the where the drama and excitement is going to come from they're going to clash the anticipation you know? of yeah exactly um also on the second game they had this historic blunder they had a tv broadcast blackout so I, uh, and yes. actually from us for uh, from this is very relevant for our job yeah, so the yeah. job we do is uh, you got to fill the generators with gas. That's something Max and I do. Is That's we, part of our production work that <laughs> um, we do. Yeah, is that you You have these generators and they run on gas and they're powering things that are important to the event. And someone forgot to fill the generators with gas. Yes. And this was at the broadcast vans. And so they lost power and they blacked out. Um, yeah, they everything just shut off. They lost up. coverage. Yeah. And I believe it was their like first. Was it their first Saturday night? Oh, and it maybe was just so, before yeah. SNL. It was before yeah. SNL, and so that was another thing is yeah. that. So now you got Dick Ebersol, who he is kind of talking to Lauren Michaels, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna have the XFL right before SNL." Yeah, and you know we're gonna bump each other. We're gonna you know we're gonna promote each other. We're gonna like take this momentum. People are gonna watch this XFL, and then it's gonna and it go just end it with a lot of L's. To huge, a lot of <laughs> yes, yeah. well said. Um, and you know they're buddies, you know, because back in the day, no, uh, Ebersol. I believe Lauren Michaels was like all forties. Like, he was hell, all forties. Yeah, they were buddies dude, because like, Ebersol has this. Sh- yeah, that's the thing is like. You're producing the Olympics, like yeah. He's got he a lot of credibility. A track yeah. record of like being incredibly successful. Yeah. If he's gonna tell you like this is gonna be good for your program, you're gonna you're gonna be like, it. oh yeah, okay, yeah. this guy knows what he's doing. So know? not only does this 
happened, but then like the game went into like overtime, but it, it wasn't... went into double, I think almost right. double or triple overtime because the games can't end in a tie. That's another rule that I have oh, written down. It they has... can in football? Um, in NFL football, I believe. Okay. But I think in, see, this is where like, I'm not good with college football. I'm not you a big college guy, movie, but, <laughs> but um, I think in college football, there's like these, uh, these rules with like, um, as far as like preventing a tie or something like okay. that goes, but yeah, so it kept going into like yeah it, it more was, and more overtime. But like I SNL like starts at like eleven p.m. Like that's what I don't think knows it started until after midnight, right? And like they had J Lo on that, yeah. yeah, like it was a big deal. Like, and so this is just like, and now at this point, it's like it's no longer two like two friends helping each other out. It's like the upstart controversial. Yeah, Laura Michaels is pissed. Is like fucking with the institution successful every Saturday. This is, yeah. You know, we're million, talking Chris yeah. Farley. We're talking you know, right. So it's Belushi. like, you know, um, so again, this is just like this is a catastrophic blunder for the second game. Yes. Um, plus you got the ratings. So. What they do now for the rest of their season is that they just get desperate and they just start like acknowledging that the ratings are failing and they're and they're like, we know that you guys like are like not watching anymore. So we're listening. We're trying to we're trying to give you what you want. Right. And it's supposed to be this like tongue in cheek thing where it's like we where we know we're winking at the camera. We know it's a it's a meme. You know, we know it's kind of a goof. now. But it's also just coming off as like, no, who's fucking running the ship? Like, yeah, we don't know what's going on. We're nose diving so hard Um, at this point. They started really just like ramping up like the wrestling element of it you yes. know like they're bringing in and i believe this is when it like really got like over it got sexually so hammy they're like and then you know and they're like all right the cheerleaders uh they actually brought in strippers and like put them in hot tubs and put them on the sidelines so just like they would be they able were to, just chilling in hot tubs. yeah they would just have like let's have strippers it was just like actual strippers like not even the hired i thought that at this point too the big like promotion was like the camera's gonna go into the cheerleaders locker right. room and this is incredible i this is a, such a good so they do that but they <laughs> do it? it wrestling style where yeah. like vince so everyone's watching and Vince is telling a camera guy, he's like, you are going to go. Yeah, it's the Bubba Cam guy. Okay, yeah, the Bubba Cam guy. Bubba Cam guy, guy like, was going to be the go. guy who was going to go in. Still and, with the hockey helmet on. Right, you're going to go back there and then they do this whole like sequence, like this dream sequence. He like Oh, yeah, I think he gets out. like so excited in quotations right. that he like passes out and he has like a dream sequence of like right. him in the like locker room and then for some reason Rodney Dangerfield shows Rodney Danger- up. Yeah. yeah again might have played a clip of Dangerfield because he does like he does a couple of his classic little zingers uh, I can't get no respect yeah um but I guess like Rodney Dangerfield is the only man allowed in the cheerleaders locker rooms is the Wait, thought process there. I, I don't understand why that would be the case now I, I love mean Rodney I love yeah Dangerfield. I mean come on. he's great but but come on. I will say he's even, the man as someone who appreciates like low rate exploitative shit with watching this you're like this is fucking bad this is cringe Th- and thing, this yeah. is essentially taking the place of like this is the XFL's version of like a halftime show, right? Yeah. It's just, I mean, like they have these dream sequences. They're playing like ridiculous music. They're playing like, um, 
It's like I feel like they're playing like um, was it like you sexy thing or like oh, one of those so- one of those songs that just got played yeah, I'm so too sexy. many times yeah, you know, in the yeah. '90s. And there's like the camera lens. It's all like that dreamy camera lens. Oh, the kind of haze they put on it. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like and it's like the cheerleaders are just they're lounging around in lingerie until they're ready to go out there. And you, I mean, it was weird, dude. Like looking back, you're like, this is funny. This is really funny. But like at the time, you could be like, damn. Like, cause I will say again, I love like weird, bizarre shit. It's mainly but it is not imaginative like this is not creative like even if you want to be sleazy yeah like you've they have picked like the most like dumbest yeah like what a middle schooler reading maxim you know (laughs) thinks will be good entertainment yeah dude we should have chicks with in lingerie right like and like what we go into the locker room like just that i mean that whole concept is i mean we've talked about this in our patreon our titty comedy uh, episode where like the guy getting into the locker room is such a movie trope. Um, yeah, so very early two thousands like movie. Yeah, trope. American Pie yeah. vibes. Yeah. The voyeur. Um, this is all being shown on NBC. That's what's crazy is it's nationally televised. Right. Right. So not only that, but they're trying to like create this drama wrestling style. And, and there's also instances where the coaches just basically were like, get this camera out of my face. Yeah. Like, they're the just co- trying to coach a fucking football right. game. Because like- a lot of people just sort of, it was just happening in a rush and they signed up. Sure. Yeah, we'll do this. And then when it came down to it, they're like, no, we're not, I'm not a personality. I'm, I'm not a coach. personality. I'm a coach. And so it is, it is just a train wreck. Just, it is sinking so hard. Um, and everyone at this point, now the media is just starting to like, skewer this yeah, thing they, pick it apart yeah. because it is just becoming such a failure and um we have some clips because <laughs> vince mcmahon tried to do some damage control because it is becoming so like everyone is like starting to be like wow the xfl like this what a failure bad so he tries to go he goes on an interview with bob casas who i guess also had his own like I think it was show? an HBO interview show. Um, yeah. With like HBO sports or something. So you're essentially, you have like this symbol of like the old guard of NFL and you have the upstart. Like, yeah. Man, and you have a very accredited, you know, um, announcer. And then right. you have the, you know, the villain, if you will. And Costas is going to like, he's going to hold no punches. So let's just hear like a little clip of that real quick. And know your stuff. Okay. And if you're going to jump me, and jump all over me, then you should have watched some of this. And you should really know your facts. I've Bob, seen some I'm of disappointed. It. Vince, would, I've seen no, some no, of it. Would you let me finish? Absolutely. What I'm going to say there, pal, okay? With a big smile. Okay? <laughs> this, is, this is amusing <laughs> me. No, it's amusing you're, you. You're amusing me. So, to answer the question, if you stop interrupting me, let me answer, answer the questions here. You got a situation that you don't know what you're talking about. So, he he pushes McMahon's buttons and Vince McMahon like gets in his face and he gets pissed. And basically this is going to, this is really entertaining for us. Oh, I love this. Um, I love a good, like, like talk show fight. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you kind of want to see more of that stuff. Um, There's some other good ones. Yeah. But it's going to do no good for the XFL because it's make it's, it's McMahon just is incredibly aggressive and it's just making it seem like these are all the things that we thought was wrong. It looks with like this. a man who's actually worried. 
you know, uh, right. the league possibly uh, going south. Right, and and uh, we I didn't play this clip, but uh, they Costa starts the interview, and he said because I think yeah that, he comes out swinging. Yeah, he no, and I love it he, because <laughs> yeah. obviously Costas is very uh, triggered by this whole concept <laughs> of XFL, and so he is yeah. like holding no punches in his own you know, smarmy interviewer way. And McMahon, again, is just sort of like this wrestling, big manly personality. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Though I will say, I watched the entire interview and McMahon is very well-spoken and he he does really understand No, he's articulate. He doesn't like... Not in this one thing, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a lot of business people. I mean, they, you know, kind of throw shit at the wall until something sticks. Totally. So, like, obviously you're going to have some failures along the way. Yeah. This one was uh, especially Big comical <laughs> and a but, um, huge multi-million dollar one. Right, because the whole idea, uh, I think the original deal signed with NBC was going to be two seasons, yeah. right? So the first season is failing so poorly. So Costas, his first question is just like, you know, do you think that the XFL is going to make it to see their second season? And McMahon answers, again, very macho, but he's like, yeah. well, I don't know if I'm going to like, be alive tomorrow. Yeah, brother. he was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this room and keep right, breathing. <laughs> right, which is like yeah. the most alpha male way of saying, yeah. I have no fucking idea. Very, I'm pretty, very, I'm pretty like, sure I'm fucked. <laughs> like very bro way of right. like, look, dude, I, sh- life ain't certain. Right, you know? but like, like maybe I'll take you with me. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm going to drag you down to the pits of hell with me. He's, <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of like a caged, uh, you know, a cornered, you know, animal. Yeah, dude, like, no, ah. and I mean, he, he walks like he's the king. Or yeah. he doesn't give a fuck who the king is. <laughs> okay. Um, exactly. So basically, yeah. And it, surprise, it didn't last. It didn't another last. season. No. <laughs> it was by all accounts a colossal failure. Even by McMahon's account, a colossal failure. Um. And I mean, I remember again, even at the time, someone who wasn't even really into football, I remember hearing about the XFL vaguely as a middle schooler, as someone who was probably concerned about like whatever yeah. dumb shit I was concerned about, my little stupid world. I still managed to know about the XFL and know that it was like a big stink and that people hated it and it didn't work out. No, I, you know? I remember I was probably, this was like 01, 2000. I was maybe in second, third grade. Yeah. And football's, I'm from a, you know, a city just south of Green Bay. So, I mean, the Green Bay Packers are pretty, I mean, that's a huge part of our economy. So the Packers and football is a big deal up by us. And I remember the XFL kind of coming out and yeah. like, even, you know, just, oh, it's a mockery of the sport. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like. it, it, it managed to piss off the football fans yeah. because it felt like a mockery and it wasn't up to the quality of playing that football fans won yeah. and then it also managed to like not really interest wrestling fans because they still, the wrestling stuff was still going on they still had like they were experiencing some of the greatest wrestling at the time so yeah. why would they need something else because it really wasn't it was not delivering in those like you weren't getting feuds you weren't getting actual brawls you were yeah, just there were not like really as far as like the play i mean you stuff, were, besides the edgy rules there wasn't right. any like big controversy as far as like the players right. fighting each other and stuff. Yeah, there wasn't that stuff. And like we said, there I mean, but there were a lot of injuries during the human well, yeah, coin the toss. Gnarly human but again <laughs> human that, that name. That only lasted, you know, five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, they exactly. weren't able to successfully actually build drama into it. Any attempts seemed like really hokey. And yeah. uh, again, you can look up there's a lot of great video of this stuff. Um 
and it it just smells of 2001. Yep. It's, it's, <laughs> and this is pre 9/11 2001 where it, because again, 9/11 really did like shift things so dramatically where like you know, things did have to be more serious. Yeah, um, it was know? obviously a very difficult time and, for and, and then everyone kind of got you know, and it had to, it had but to get like, more serious. It's but. almost like pre 9 11, 2001 is almost a dump in itself because it was taking all these like ridiculous late nineties ideas and it just kept, and it had the rolling. money from the, the dot com bubble right. and it just ran with and it. So it was just this period of great excess and it's just like, let's have tits, let's have violence. Like, you know, let's <laughs> yeah. have rock and roll. So bizarre, you dude. know, and then and being in like second grade at this time, it was just like, <laughs> what the hell's like, yeah. I was just completely like oblivious to these things, but I just, again, was again, still as someone oblivious, I was still aware of the XFL's failure. So that really speaks to how big it, you know, again, our classic dump. Yeah. Um, now that being said, let's get into a bit of the legacy. So like we said, like, even though it was a huge failure, um, the sky cam and like, you know that ended up becoming a oh NFL it's a, it's, staple. A, it's industry standard now. Um, yeah, everybody has it. Also, uh, miking players. Oh, you're right. I mic'd forgot. Up, to mic'd that, up yes. is a big uh, yes. is a big thing. I mean, you can go through hours of YouTube videos of like players talking shit to each other because right. they're mic'd up. And like back then, that was just like not a thing. Right. In the NFL. And so that's what's so interesting is like these having in one hand, McMahon really did have these ideas that end up influencing the game. Yeah, and even Jerry Jones, um, the the owner of the Cowboys, he's like the most famous owner, I guess, in NF, of an NFL team. He was even just like, I mean, I think a lot of the ideas that came out of the XFL really, you yeah. know, you know the, contributed the, to our success. Right. Yeah. Um, it was just that the playing wasn't like the playing that was, sucked. It was like it was like <laughs> everything around it was a good idea, but yeah. he he lacked the actual core the, of what people wanted to see from football yeah you know um so but it is i mean as again as a culture nerd i find that really fascinating that some of the weird technological advances you know yeah. you don't associate vince mcmahon as like advancing technology but you should yeah, no he's an elon you man should. he was the elon of 2001 i'll, t- I'll take vince mcmahon over elon musk <laughs> any day man but uh no he, and he even how to wear a suit yeah even i mean dude his threads are nasty man he elon he, musk does not know how to dress elon to save his life. ain't got no armani on um yeah. but uh no even the even the bubba cam the on field guy yeah i mean they run a camera out on field anytime there's like a timeout like a timeout now and like yeah I and mean, it, and it, tons of sidelines. It stuff. sounds like maybe even at least with the celebrating the personalities, the NFL has at least embraced. Like we need to have a little more of that. We need to. Yeah, be, they brought back. You can celebrate you know. pretty. Uh, I mean, they're, they. I don't think there's the limit anymore. They're still as far as player numbers go. Like you can celebrate with like five people. Right. Or so the, so it sounds like they. But it's have just to like that. all right, guys. If you're doing it for like. 45 minutes we gotta continue the game you know but again i think that that is part of the cultural impact of like ooh, like no they wanted a little more they fun to it they 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 did push some of the right buttons um uh so now an interesting thing though is that again and i mean this thing died so hard and really could have just been dead forever um but then 
McMahon, he retained the rights to like XFL and continued to own it, even though it failed. Nah, he kept that in his heart, man. Um, yeah, he kept it. <laughs> and close um, to his heart. And I guess also just because he was continuing to be so successful with WWF. Well, yeah, he WWE. was a billionaire. Right. I mean, but, that's one failure to a billionaire, you know. Yeah, but so he kept it. And, uh, and then basically the, in 2017 or 18, this ESPN doc came out. And now here we are, Culture Dump style, where... It got rebooted. Hell yeah, son. And again, almost in the uh, in a classic pre-9-11 move, it was rebooted in 2020 in a pre-COVID move. Oh, shit. And uh, they actually started playing again. And then with COVID, they had to stop. Mm-hmm. And then in April 15th of 2020, they had to um, file for bankruptcy. But now The Rock... Mm. He actually bought it with some investors for fifteen million dollars. Well, he's fresh. Uh, he's in that uh, show. What is it, Ballers? I mean, The Rock is. He plays a manager of like is, football players. He's or successfully something. crossover. I mean, The Rock is like in kids. Movies. He's like the highest paid actor right now, isn't he? Isn't like he in that. Moana? Like, yeah, he's great like, film. Yeah, like The Rock is. He is successfully like. He's in everything. He's in, he's in like every Fast and the Furious movie. Right. From yeah, he's in. I mean, he's in everything. So he's in like ten movies a year. So now they first were gonna. They first said it was coming back twenty twenty two. Now they're saying it's coming back twenty twenty three, but and properly done. Properly done. So it. I. I imagine that McMahon doesn't necessarily have a ton to do with it anymore. Well, he's getting. He's getting but, up there. He's a pretty old now. It's interest. It is interesting because it's kind of like, on one hand, as we've just explained, how big of a failure it was. It seems like something that could never be recovered, but now it seems like it. I don't know. Like I, I'm gonna follow this now yeah. and see what happens. I think part of it is that they they have eased up. Where like they're not gonna go so crazy with the extreme rules. Oh, like the stuff where people are like right, really we're getting, getting hurt. But now I'm just kind of like, okay, but they're still going for the same thing. And I guess that's always sort of been this appeal to create like an alternative well, I feel football like, league. I feel like if they were smart, um, at least in my opinion, you know, I could be dumb as rocks, but um, that it, they would be a great almost like feeder league to the NFL maybe, right. you know, like farming teams mm-hmm. or something, yeah, yeah. you know, because I mean, college is kind of like that now for like the really young guys, but you mm-hmm. know. You know, some of the guys who don't make it right away necessarily, you know. Right. Like, we said, they have like, that for hates, baseball. They have that for, me, you know? Yeah. They have that for baseball teams where, yeah. like, you know, there's like a, a minor league team kind of. Right. But obviously, when they first started the XFL, it was kind of like a fuck you to the NFL. Right. So, so maybe they're, now. They're softening those edges. Yeah. They're not They're not going for that same thing. But it's kind of bizarre that, like, after such a catastrophic failure that they are going to apparently reboot in 2023 um and i but i do think mcmahon is still involved and i know one thing is that part of it is that they're just going to be I, i'm just gonna be curious because again the thing that was interesting to me was all of mcmahon's like sort of technological advances that he brought to it mm-hmm. and i know that he's talking about like he wants to like 
seamlessly incorporate it with uh, gambling with DraftKings, which apparently um, is a gambling service that oh, yeah, yeah, where McMahon can... is a part owner in. Oh, man, he's loaded then now. Yeah. Even more loaded. Exactly. And then, uh, <laughs> like, I know that, like, streaming services. So it feels like part of it also is just that it's going to try to be, like... Oh, imagine if they put, like, a, like a GoPro on one of the guy's helmets and you could, like, VR <laughs> as the guy. Like, you're, like, a point That's of view. That's what I'm saying is, like, maybe they've figured out the way to like sort of find their place and maybe not be like fuck the nfl I'm, yeah i mean if i think if but, they get away from that like fuck the nfl thing and focus more on pushing like innovation but they need to patent that innovation right because <laughs> the nfl took everything right for and, free <laughs> and uh and basically that's where we're at now and um hell this has been quite a ride and I'm just gonna wrap it up, and you know, I'm I'm gonna say what you know. What does it all mean, right? <laughs> exactly. The, the XFL, I mean. and I will say similar to like our Kobayashi episode. Um, you know, you can't fuck with the big wigs. Like the the guys on top, they for better or for worse, like they they're there on top, and the institutions will sort of devour the little people. Oh, um, easy hippie. All right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but. <laughs> You know, it's just sort of like, I don't know. I, you know, I can't quite do these uh, summaries as as eloquently as Ryan, but I will say that there, it speaks very much to like sort of this two thousands era, this air, this aggression era, this new metal era of just like, you know, wanting to push the envelope on on TV of what, yeah, what you could get you away know? with as far as standards and with? practices go. Yeah. Um, so like the South Park in that era, jackass. But, um, you know, if you come at the king, you best not miss uh, that. I think, I think that, um, ultimately, you know, I I guess we'll, we'll see what happens next, but, um, you know, it'll be a hell of a ride. Yeah. And I, I hope that everyone, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and, uh, thank you, Max. No, thanks for having me. This is fun, man. Yeah. So, um, and this is uh, Culture Dumps. And, uh, you know, please don't forget, if if you want more exclusive content, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We have many different levels. We're always posting uh, lots of stuff, especially, for instance, we will post a bunch of videos, YouTube links and stuff that just kind of sort of give you, like, our research process into it. So, um, you know, Patreon Culture Dumps. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Culture Dumps. And... Um, if you have any ideas for a dump yourself, uh, you can always email us at uh, culturedumps at gmail.com. And um, there's a cop light or a cop siren right now. We'll take you out with that. Uh, but um, yeah, this is Culture Dumps. Uh, keep on dumping.